know, there are episodes of The Mailer that I'm excited about more than others. This is one of them. Sally DeFries, are you ready for today's episode of The Mail-In Podcast? Wow. I honestly, to, I'm going to just shoot you straight. I haven't even read the full rundown. Okay. We're going to, these are all going to be flying off the cuff answers. Okay. So I'm looking forward to see what you're so excited about. Is it the question? We just, there's some, mood? there's some Sally specific ones. I did see the, fr- I saw the first question. Okay. Which I know you're excited about. Uh-huh. Because I'm excited to hear you be excited about this place because I want to go to this place at some point. Okay. I do. <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Uh-oh. Maybe maybe less excited. No, 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 no. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's uh, all great. S- Sally, you made an appearance at the Merriman Christmas, not the Merriman Christmas Cocktail Hour. You will be making an appearance at that. Yeah, I did uh, make an appearance at the Spooky... Merriman Spooky Monster Bash. Spooktacular Murder it, Bash. Yeah, it was yeah the Murder Bash. Okay. <laughs> I did make an appearance. Thank you for that. And y'all didn't mention it at all when on Circling Back when you talked about it, which was rude. Uh, actually, I think I did. Oh, I mentioned Lillian Drew. Yeah, you didn't mention me Ooh. or my cool costume. That you didn't know what it was. I didn't remember what it was. So what was it? It was Vivian from Pretty Woman. Oh, see, I well because I I haven't seen Pretty Woman in, in a decade. It's an iconic costume. Okay. Well, it looked it looked very good. I thought everybody a looked good. A lot of people knew um, it was, except for you. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Okay. Well, it was also late in the night. Did Randy ice you? No, I I mm. avoided that because I think Lily was grabbing candy from mm. that thing, and the was it like a cauldron? The cauldron, yeah. yeah. Party City in finest. there, and Drew had to take it, but I was also <clears> driving, so I was like. No. Just, you're all set. Bye. Yeah. It was fun, though. I hope everybody had a good time. I think Randy did. Randy was on my couch until two. With Dan? Yeah. We were watching golf. As we were, we were picking up around Randy and Dan watching golf and trying to measure the height of my ceiling with a tape measure. Why? Because we were, it was just like kind of, you know, like. Oh, you just like wanted to know? Yeah. Just like drunk at the, at the end of the night kind of stuff. How tall is this ceiling? This one? I'm going to say eight feet. No, eight feet's really short. I think this is a 10. No, 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 no. This is not 10 feet. Basketball hoop. Okay, stand up. Okay, you're right. It's eight feet. I'm really bad at judging stuff like this. I could dunk that easily. Sally, I don't think I would be here right now. But due to either medical reasons or I would be in the NBA. I guess, I guess, some, I, this just seems taller maybe because I'm shorter. You could be. This is great for all the people at home. This is super good, ra- super good radio right yeah. here. Check out the YouTube. You may be wondering, what is the Mail-In Podcast? It's where Sally and I discuss the heights of things. And I guess incorrectly. Correct. Mm-hmm. We do our best to answer your questions as well. You may run into situations in your 20s or 30s that you may need help with, and we're here to do just that. Walk away with something useful, maybe get a laugh in too. How can you help us out? Tell a friend about the Mail-In Podcast. Maybe send them a clip or a segment that makes sense for their situation. Hit subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify if that's what you're into. Or you can hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, should we just jump right in? Let's jump in. Hey, Mail-In Troop. 
Salyal and proud Springer Spaniel owner here, writing with a Sally-specific question. I'm planning on going to Napa and San Francisco for my 30th birthday in a few weeks. I know you and Will have done Napa before, and I was wondering if you had any wrecks, aka specific places to go or general advice. Thanks so much. Sally, what's your, your Napa, guide to Napa? Okay. Um, first of all, this question took a turn because I thought it was going to be a Springer Spaniel specific question when I Ooh, first read it. Okay, okay. But it's a Napa specific question. You could theoretically bring your sp- your Springer Spaniel to Napa. I guess. But aren't a, a lot difficult. of airlines getting rid of the whole emotional support dog yeah. situation? Are you grandfathered into that? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, first of all, this is a great trip. I love doing a little night or two in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Don't to, call to it San off. Fran. People Correct. get pissed at you. Then going to Napa. Love that move. Um, so, San Francisco Rex, first of all, we stayed with a friend. Um in Russian Hill. Is that what it's called? Uh, I think so. Maybe. I'm not, by, I'm not by, super caught up in my uh, hyper-local San Francisco Lombard geography. Street. Isn't that the street that like... The Lombard Street, that's the wiggly one. The zigzag. We yeah. were like right around the corner for Very that. Very cool. Uh, so we stayed with some friends. Um, and anyway, we um, went to a couple restaurants. Favorite is Tartine that like is very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, we went somewhere in Mission, the Mich- old Mission Mission District. I can't remember. I, someone's going to have to DM me if this is your question because Somebody, I'm going to have to look up all the. There are multiple people from San Francisco that listen. I know for a and, fact. They oh, are just, they're no, just, just screaming at, at, the, at the car right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Flower and Water was another restaurant that we went to that honestly mm. I think had one of Will's favorite dishes of all time. It was like some like winter squash sage pasta that I'm Ooh. not kidding. He like ate. And like almost started crying because he <laughs> it like brought back so many memories. Um, <laughs> Nostalgic and then, pasta. And then my favorite thing that we did is we drove up north and went to Marshall and did like got oysters there. Did they have any discounts? No, Marshall like is oh the, Marshall no s yeah like north of Stenson Beach and stuff. Um, Randy appreciated that one. Well, he no, he's a Coles boy. Right, right. Sorry. Um. And we went to Hog Island Oyster, and, like, you can, like, shuck your own picnic. We didn't do that. We just, like, sat outside, which was really fun. Okay. So that was all of our San Francisco stuff. There's, like, a ton more stuff to do in San Francisco. We did do the bridge. We did, like, we also went to Marin um, and Sausalito, which was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a pretty solid Applebee's in Tech Valley, too. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool, right. cool, cool. Um, okay. Then we drove north to Napa. We personally stayed on the Napa side. Um, okay, as, oppo- gonna, as opposed to Sonoma? As, as opposed to Sonoma. Gotcha. And from what I remember and like what we chose to do, we don't want to be like going back and forth. Okay. So we like stayed to one side. And I know people really love Scribe, <clears throat> um, which is on the Sonoma side. And it's like more of a young like hangout go get a bottle, have a cheese board, and chill situation. We took it to the point of going to four vineyards a day. Right, which is I know is a popular move, right, for for parties up there. Yeah, what I think I would do, having done it, and we were – it was Will and I first, and then we met up with three other couples, um, and we had a driver. 
I would probably I would probably go down to three. Four is a lot. Like you're you're really speeding through shit. And Got you don't it. like you don't get a chance to enjoy the scenery as much or like chill. And I feel like going down to three is helpful. So three vineyards or three like <clears throat> how do you it's not like there's there's bars that do their own wait like how I've I've never been. So Try to get th- three vineyards three in a day. Three vineyards or okay. wine bars in a day. Is solid. Because four, okay. like, you're really, like, having to rush. Yeah, like, you don't want to be, you want to feel like, oh, I got to get to the next two one. two hours at each place, Yeah, it's eight hours of your day. Like, you're starting at, like, 10 a.m. That's yeah. really aggressive, which right. is fine in Napa. Like, you're expecting to drink. All day. In Napa. But you also don't want to be, like, being forcing wine down your throat at, like, 9 a.m. Okay. So, that being said, I'm going to get on the map. Okay. The Google. The giggle, so I can like remember what we did because that's what my favorite thing I can, is to do is is to look at maps. You know that, yeah, right? I I am literally the same thing. If you you give me a map and it's like giving a child a, a set of Legos. So we kind of okay. So there's like there's Napa. The north of that is Yountville, okay, and the north of that is Saint Helena. And we stayed on in a house that was. Let me look up the road on twenty nine. Highway 29 that like is in between Yauntville and St. Helena. But like basically a lot of the vineyards are going to be like up that main mm-hmm. highway. So if you're staying anywhere around that, you're probably in a good spot. Very tight. And there are a lot of like good Airbnbs, <sighs> things like that. Okay. If you don't want to like pay out the ass for a hotel. Got it. Okay. Now to the vineyards. Yeah. One place we did not go that I like my whole family is obsessed with is Schramsburg. Okay. A little further north. But worth it? Worth it. You like they have a really awesome cave, sparkling oh. sparkling wine because it can't be called champagne. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's always nice to like mix in some bubbles. Because most of the time you're gonna be getting red and white. I think Napa is more known for like calves and Chardonnay versus like you're not gonna be getting like a Pinot Grigio or mm-hmm. anything like that because it's Chardonnay grapes are more in California. I'm not a big Chardonnay girl, but they have some good stuff. Um, okay. We also liked Italics had mm-hmm. a really cool, like that was like one of the first places we went and we were there in August during the harvest, but they've got like a cool cave and then you like walk out on this platform. You can like see their whole vineyard. Very, very tight. Uh, I'm I a big views guy. loved O'Brien, um, like a smaller family place that just like felt like you were hanging out in someone's like really dope <clears throat> house. Um and they had like all these vineyard dogs, which was like great because I just like wanted to like pet their. What like, are vineyard dogs? They're they, just like they, GSPs they, and labs that like hang out at the vineyard and just kind of chase like things away. Yeah, or... they're just like the dogs really? that are owned at the vineyard. Okay, it's really awesome. Um, okay, we vineyard also... dog sounds like a uh, like a southern preppy college. Yeah, vineyard dog brand. Um, okay. <clears throat> Uh, or a, also, or a really tight like Disney movie. Yeah, <laughs> we adults. also loved Jarvis. Really, really cool cave. I as you, a lot of them have wine caves, and that's like awesome, especially if you go in the summer because it's cooler out, mm-hmm. or it's like cooler in the cave. But then, like if you go in the winter, it's like a little warmer in the cave because it stays at a comp- constant temperature. Got it. But San Francisco Napa like tend to be pretty mild. Sure. Um. Okay, I can't remember. Uh, some of the other ones we stayed at, just probably for a good reason, because I was like either too drunk or didn't care. Right. You're not going to go wrong 
with any vineyard. Yeah, the, I I would like even like drinking the, wine. Who gives a shit? You don't even like if I go to like what's the best vineyard in Sonoma? Right. I don't even know if I want to go there because if everybody goes there and it's just a it's a cab that tastes really good, fine. But I kind of like the off the beaten path recommendations. Right. Um. I think the other thing is is hit up my boy Tiba. He's the driver, right? At the bodyguard, T H A bodyguard on Instagram. DM him and tell him that I sent you. He's great, and he has relationships. Or getting a driver, driver in general, you don't have to use Tiva, but he's awesome. Okay, um, getting a driver will help. Kind of, they have relationships with people, so they'll be like, "Hey, I can get us into this vineyard. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like this. You should do this." And there are multiple levels of, like, getting to the vineyard. You can either sit at a picnic table and have a glass of wine, or you can like take the tour and join the wine club. Right. Inevitably. And. Th- Especially if you act like you're going to like join the wine club, you can also usually be like, I want to saying, I want to revisit this instead of like, give me another glass of wine is Mm. a nice way to say like, oh, I'm interested in that wine. Let me revisit that. And then you don't sound like you're just only there for the wine. (laughs) You know what I learned the other day that I think this, this might be just ignorance on my part is that when you, when a, a waiter or a server pours the first little sip of wine it's not about asking if you like it. It's asking if it's okay. If it's if it's soiled. That's all it is. It's not like, yeah. oh yeah, I like it. Unless it's like, hey, try this and let me know if you like it. Yeah. If the waiter comes over and, and kind of goes to whoever at the table, pours a little sip and pushes it in front of you, it's it's making sure it's not soiled. And the, the other great thing about Napa is all of these people, Napa, Sonoma, wine, regions in general wherever you go Mm -hmm. are really into wine and they're not going to like stick up their nose to you because you don't know what you're talking about sure they're they welcome the opportunity exactly so like the more questions you ask like the more they're going to be into it final thing we stayed we went to a lot of like smaller more private vineyards Mm -hmm. there are like the big ones like robert mondavi and moe yeah uh or not moe chandon and um that you can always usually get a reservation at um, and they're that's, like, they, they pump people out, but it's, they're also good experiences because yeah. they have a shit ton of money. So, um, there's something I think for everyone, uh, me liking a couple of vineyards doesn't mean necessarily that other people are going to like them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always good to like crowdsource recommendations, but I think the more often that you go, the more you like tend to figure out what you like. Right. In right. my opinion, I think the most important things are staying in the vicinity of where you're going to be drinking. So, like, if you wanted to do Sonoma versus Napa, um, kind of getting reservations, the sooner that you can, the better, especially if you have a bigger group, because a lot of them won't do anything over six people. You have to, like, beg. Ooh, okay. Um, that's, as, that's a really good tip. Yeah. As far as meals go, a lot of them will serve you cheese. Um so you don't have to like have a giant breakfast um, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I would okay. make dinner reservations beforehand as well. Gotcha. Um, and then get a driver because one, be safe. But two, you have someone who knows the area who can like take you to the Napa wine growing region sign and like take you to, you know. Mm-hmm. Just just knows the knows the region, knows the little spots. Exactly. Knows the shortcuts. There's so make, many cool places sense. in Napa. Um that I like love. I love that area. I wish that I knew more, honestly, because I feel like I have had a couple good trips there. But like, I wish that I was like mm-hmm. cool enough to go all the time. 
Yeah. I, I need to go. Well, and you like, no offense, everyone, you need to go because who knows what the hell the climate's about to do. Oh, boy. Like, we've got forest fires. We've got mudslides. We've got California falling into the freaking ocean. Like, we got to... You got to go enjoy that just, shit. Just get on it before a, a volcano erupts or something like that. Correct. Or an, or an earthquake. You know, the way that California moves tectonic plate-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not too many years left. Or the super volcano in Yellowstone. Who knows? Yeah. We're toast. You know what that is called? So the Pacific tectonic plate that the, is hitting all of the other tectonic plates. The Pacific Rim? Yeah. Also the Ring of Fire. Yes. Because of the amount of active volcanoes. Mm-hmm. Liquid magma. Look out, Randy. Look out. I don't know if I did a good job of answering that question. Speaking of liquid magma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This is not a good transition. If you experience something like that, maybe downstairs, how about a tushy? Tushy, the modern bidet company, washes away even the messiest of magma, leaving you with a better, clean than toilet paper. Randy loved that segue. <laughs> Is your butt clean enough to sit on the couch naked? No? Get a tushy. The modern bidet that attaches directly to your toilet in under 10 minutes. Quote, imagine the weird stuff you can do with a tushy behind you. End quote. Can I just say that I installed our tushy by myself when I was the day before I went into labor? Really? Uh-huh. No, no hands. I guess you have to use your hands. But no, no electric. Hands, but no like, electric. Yeah. No tools. If I can do it, nine months pregnant, you can do it. It's very simple. Yeah, I don't even know how it works. It's like it just doesn't make sense. But I love it. Well, it like uses the plumbing from the right. I mean, it, but it like it's, it seems like magic is what I mean. It's like it how the planes like fly. A, okay, sure. The the thing I love about tushies, they always say this: if you got bird poop on your arm, would you just wipe it off with a piece of paper and? Or a paper towel. That's and let the analogy it go. I always use. Yeah, it's because it's perfect. Yeah, you're not going like, to just no. wipe it off because then there'll still be residue left. Correct. Gross. That's, and that's why you need to spritz it down with some water. Exactly. And that's what Tushy helps you do. <clears throat> Washes your bum with water for a better clean than toilet paper, and washing with water is less irritating and more soothing for your beehole. It's easy to install, like Sally said, in under ten minutes, and it's eco-friendly and stylish. How about that? Start washing with a Tushy bidet for a better clean. Go to hellotushy.com slash mail-in to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for the listeners of the mail-in at hellotushy.com slash mail-in for 10% off. After you buy and install your Tushy, show it off. Tag us at hellotushy on Instagram. How about a voicemail? You know what? Did you watch Curb this week? No, I didn't. There's some COVID hoarders on it. and uh, COVID hoarders? Yeah, people who like hoard toilet paper or tan hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you have a tushy, you can avoid all that. and You don't have to hoard toilet paper. Right. It's like getting a solar panel, speaking of climate change. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, well, it's, it's, it's more than toilet paper up front. Mm-hmm. But then it pays for itself. Exactly. Literally. How about that? Okay. Here's Next a voicemail. Question. Voicemail. Hey, what's up, Brett and Sally? So I'm kind of dealing with a situation where uh, in my friend group from home, uh, we've all, like, went to college. We're two years out of college at this point. Um, But we all were dating each other. 
at different points, some relationships lasted longer than others. One of my buddies uh, was dating someone for around five years through high school, like the end of high school and college. And she was always like very like problematic in the friend group. Them together were just kind of like a, a toxic duo sometimes. And recently she cheated on him. Uh, he actually walked in on it happening. And it was like a terrible time. Like, you know, we were comforting him, doing everything we could at that moment in time. But one of the main things we were looking at was, okay, finally, like he could move on from this toxic relationship. Cheating is like, for me personally, that one line in the sand that if you cross it, it's kind of game over for any relationship. And he was doing well for around two months, but now we've recently seen, as we all have our locations on our phones, that they've been uh, with each other almost every day for the past two weeks. Um, we brought it up to him. He, like, denies it. So it was just, like, a one-off thing, stuff like that. I was just wondering what your advice is to kind of deal with, you know, a buddy who just can't get over his ex when she, you know, blatantly disrespected their relationship. So, yeah, start for the long voicemail, but let me know. I'll see you guys. Thanks. You got a buddy who's down bad, can't get over it, and just disrespected. It seems like time and time again, and the cheating is sort of the, the final straw here. Have you been in a relationship like this? Where, no, I have not. Like yeah. a, just a, like a straight up problematic situation? No, I have not. Have you? Um, I wouldn't call it a relationship. It was more of like Situationship? a unrequited, like... Pining? Like three to four year like friends with benefits Mm. nightmare um right but that was uh, problematic in the sense that like my friends were like you're an idiot you have to stop and then i just never did and then Mm -hmm. when you're out of it you're like wow that was embarrassing slash like grow some balls but i also had friends in college who were like in straight up just bad relationships okay um to the point where like I remember one of my friends and the guy she dated and one of his friends was like, we can't invite them because they will cause drama and I don't want them here. And so we're not speaking to him right now mm-hmm. and you shouldn't speak to her either. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, Because it like, I think especially when you're young, it sounds like he's, this guy's like probably immediately post-college. Mm-hmm. You confuse the uh like fighting cheating uh overall shitty behavior for like passion you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah, the, yeah the crazy like like oh we'd only we'd only do this we like because we, we love each other scream, right yeah but and we always we're jealous like, of each other but we love each other we're yeah. in love and like I'm only doing it adult I care relationships for you. shouldn't be like that so i'm telling right. you right now like if you're in an adult relationship you're older than 25 and you are i'm describing you right now like you fight with your significant other more than you like them Mm -hmm. or you like are insanely jealous or the person is cheating on you and you're putting up with it that person and maybe you too don't love each other you just think that you do and you're too comfortable to right bail and you don't you you don't understand what mutual respect is. Right. Um, and that's really hard to watch a friend do, I think, because 
I think as an outsider, you watch somebody and you can't make decisions for them. But you also have the advantage of being on the outside and being like, she's treating him like shit. Like, how does he not see this? But when you're the one in it. It's an ex, too. It's not It's like it's not even there. It's already over. But when you're the one in it, you either are blind to it or in most cases you choose to ignore it because you're lonely or pathetic like I was or uh, seeking attention or needing reassurance, whatever the case may be. I will (laughs) say this. I mean, once if you are the person that is like being dicked around and you finally get out of it, there is another side. I think like one of the best feelings in the world is like being able to look back on that and be like, I learned from that. Mm -hmm. We're done. Good job. Right. Learn from every every relationship. Learn from I, I say learn from every day. But you're right. There's light at the end of the tunnel for any situation right. like that. Um, I'm going to borrow a line from Randy here. Okay. Who said it's very difficult to help people that don't want to help themselves. Yeah. That's what's happening here. And here's the thing. You, this guy's being a good friend. He wants his friend to like be able to move on and be happy. Sometimes. At a certain point, you have to just let your friend... Let your friend fall and fail. It's like let kids fail to teach them a lesson. There are big exceptions to this, okay? First of all, if if the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend was cheating on him and he didn't know about it, you have to tell him. him. You absolutely have to make it known. Other exception is like any sort of abuse, physical, mental, emotional, verbal, like... You, if your friend is in a relationship like that, you have got to keep fighting for them to get out mm-hmm. and pull people, other other people in to support you on hundred percent get out. Mm-hmm. But if this is like a, he can't stop simping over her and she's treating him like shit. Sometimes the bucks just got to stop at him. Like we've all had friends like that where like, I mean, even years you're yeah. just like, I can't help you anymore. I can't keep giving you sympathy when you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it finally, I think they have to change themselves in order to, I mean, it's exactly what you slash Randy said. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in that time is nature's most potent antidote. Mm-hmm. He'll get over it. it. It'll take time, but it does suck. I mean, it, and it does. It absolutely. And it's really hard to watch. And honestly, I think, you don't have to harp on it to your friend, but if he's ever like wanting to bring her around, you can be like, nope, mm-hmm. don't like her. She treats you like shit. Yep, not healthy. We'll, we'll hang out solo whenever you can. Yeah. But you're, we don't want to come out with you guys this week. And weekend. you can like call him out on it. Yeah. But, and then, but always make it known. Like if he's getting upset about it, be like, we want you to respect yourself because. Dude, she cheated on you. Right. It's that over. you walked in on. You walked in on it. What like and then I, I just I, why why it's not done right there and why you don't have the but I mean the, that's hard it's hard for people who've been in long term relationships who feel like they've built something yeah you know you, it's hard to be put in that situation but at the same time it's it's hard to watch it's hard to yeah. watch your friends go through that how does how does one walk in on somebody cheating anymore how's that even a possibility. 
I, I, no think, idea. I think they had to have been in college because I feel like people in college yeah. are just stupid. That's fair. Sorry. They're not stupid. I think they're reckless. <laughs> also a better word. The, correct. I think that's a good, good, uh, good catch there. Reckless. Yeah. Um, good luck with that. I don't. I don't know what you do other than. I think you just provide. You, you know, if he if he trip comes, and fall. yeah, you let him trip and fall. But if he comes to you and says, "Hey, I think I want to bail on this. Can you help me get out of it?" Then you're like, "Okay, yeah, I'll step in and, and provide where where support where I can." Yeah, but yeah, he needs to want to help himself before you help him. Right. Next one, Sal. Hey, mailing crew. For the past year or so. I've been struggling with my mental health. I've always been a happy, fun, outgoing guy and have never struggled with this before. But unfortunately, that slipped away from me when the pandemic started and continued on. I was laid off from my job, lost a significant amount of weight from stress, struggled with being isolated and stopped feeling like myself. I'm now actively taking steps to get back on track. Good. I have a new job. I've been exercising, eating well, going to therapy, etc., I still have my good days and bad days, but am working on it. My question is, is it weird to start dating while I'm working on myself, or should I put that on pause until I, that I feel that I'm fully back on track? Appreciate you guys. Love the pod. Thanks. Let me just first say to my man here, you are not alone. Correct. You are absolutely not alone, because this has happened to myself on days, my friends all over the place. The last year and a half has been tough on a lot of people, and you are absolutely not alone. But also and we are here for you. props to recognizing it and taking good steps to recovery. Yeah, you are already you're already working on yourself. You know steps to help. Mm-hmm. So props to you for having the bravery to write in and talk about this and admit it. You know, because I think other people are in the same situation. Absolutely, and props to you for recognizing what could potentially help and doing so and and a lot like all of the steps like yeah exercising any well therapy friends like you're taking care taking care of yourself on a lot of different fronts now as far as dating goes i i think that could potentially help you mm-hmm. get back to feeling like yourself by putting yourself out there and building relationships with you know hopefully somebody that you like I think that could potentially be therapeutic. And maybe you don't have to, like, day one, you're not disclosing, like, hey, this has been so hard. You know, my mental health is not where I want it to right. be, et cetera, on day one. But maybe you find a person that can help you get through what you need to get through, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that, first of all, if you are really, really concerned, ask your therapist. <laughs> uh, but also... Like like you said, Brett, I if you're in the process of like kind of rebuilding back to where you were, dating was probably part of that. Mm-hmm. So adding that step back in, like how to me, mental health is a constant constant being worked on. You know, I think everyone should be working on their mental health at all times. Of like, course. So for me it's a little bit harder to set a goal of like, okay, now I'm good enough to date. Yeah, right. Well, like, what is that? What would that mean? Right. What benchmark is that? With the exception of like, if you had some insane trauma, okay, like mm-hmm. something like a sexual assault, or right. your boyfriend cheated on you and you walked in on him, mm-hmm. 
and then you feel have trouble trusting people again or anything like that where it's like something that was part of your dating life affects your mental health I think getting over that or like at least being able to accept that is an important step before dating again because you don't want to like obviously all of these things are brought with you into the next relationship but you don't want it to affect your relationship in the sense that you can't like get to know somebody better because you are hanging on to all this baggage. Sure. But like that aside being you know getting in control of like depression and anxiety that you have from losing a job and losing weight and being stressed and a global pandemic and being isolated all i mean all of us are in that right mm-hmm. now so most likely whoever you date is gonna have experience with that yeah their own situation to whatever degree they might have and i think at least our generation is a lot more comfortable talking about our mental health mm-hmm. i don't think you like lead off on hinge with like hey like I'm Guess she's going to therapy, SSRI yeah. and I like see a therapist twice a week. If you, if you want, want to, to you go can for say it, that. Right? I don't know that that's like a great pickup line, only in the sense of like it's hard to banter with somebody after that. Yeah, but I don't think that you should hide it from anybody. Sure. Yeah, you know? I, ideally, you find somebody who's absolutely down to help you get yourself back. Right, right. That you can build with somebody as you kind of move forward in this this mental health journey. Well, and I think it's important to note, like, he is very, looks like working on himself, like, ready to be confident in his self again. Mm -hmm. I think there's also something to be said of, like, be self-reliant and be okay with you before you put that off onto someone else because you don't, you don't want to be dating someone just because you feel like you need support to get through your life. Yeah. Right, you know, there's like, there's like a the, the person that you're dating should just be adding to your life and like the b- bonus of them like being a support system, but like you don't need to go dating just because you're looking for a support system. That's very very true. Yeah, very very true. So, like you you can't you can't be dating somebody relying on them to be a rock. Right. Just you like, got to be a rock for you objective. first. Yes. So, I guess there is like a point. Right. But there's I mean, no like upper limit on like okay I'm feeling great or whatever but there's like there's there is a point I guess which you have to feel comfortable with yourself right and like be able to get through a day or or a week or whatever whatever arbitrary thing you want to do before you can Well I think he knows yeah. himself best everyone right. here like if you know like wow I'm just I want to first of all if dating is going to send you into a tailspin maybe don't do it or if you're mm-hmm. dating because you are feel so isolated and you don't feel comfortable being alone, like maybe you need to wait until you feel comfortable being alone. Mm-hmm. But if you're starting to have like good days and maybe like you have a bad day here and there because you, you know, get the Sunday scaries or like just have depression and feel sad sometimes, that's all normal. Mm-hmm. Just I would say I would hope that you're at the point where good things are outweighing the bad. Totally agree. Totally agree. And we're rooting for you here Absolutely. at the Mailin Podcast. Um, you know who else I'm rooting for? ExpressVPN. Wow. You could be rooting for some uh, out-of-the-country teams if you want to be watching stuff with the ExpressVPN by pretending that you're in a different country. Exactly. I am very familiar with ExpressVPN because I did just that to watch a Canadian TV show that was not available in the United States. I did that to watch Love Island Live. Really? In the UK. 
Sally from the English English country of uh, England, I guess. I know most of you are probably <laughs> thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode when you don't want something to be searched for uh, in your history? Well, guess what? Incognito mode does not hide your activity at all. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. Because you know all, all those offshore TV shows I'm trying to watch. Doesn't matter who your internet pr- service provider is, ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure server so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. They also keep all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption possible. Most of the time, I don't even realize it's on, which is kind of yeah, a, the, the, best part. Part, the best part. It's just like, oh, ExpressVPN's on, help me out. Be my, my internet pal. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. Just tap one button and you are protected. Uh, ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, not just computers, phones, smart TVs, you name it. It's there. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today, Randy, with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash mail, M-A-I-L, and you get three months uh, extra free on a one-year package. That's express, E-X, P-R-E-S-S, VPN.com slash mail, M-A-I-L, expressvpn.com slash mail to learn more. How about the next one, Sal? Let's do it. Hey, guys. How do I help my boyfriend upgrade his wardrobe without making him feel bad? Dun, dun, dun. My boyfriend is beyond great and honestly the best guy I've ever been with. However, I am a fairly stylish person and like to dress a little nicer at times. My boyfriend is not only a basketball shorts and t-shirt type of guy, but will wear, will wear clothes that don't quite fit right or have stains on them. I can tell he wants to match my style, but doesn't know where to start. He's also lost a ton of weight right before we met and is still a thick boy to seize, but I don't know how to encourage him without him thinking that I'm unhappy with him the way he is. What are some good guy basics that I can buy him as gifts that might help ease him into the right direction. Shouts to this guy. Mm-hmm. Losing some weight, wants to be where, you know, more stylish, but just doesn't really know where to start. Okay, minus like just buying him a wardrobe for Christmas. I mm-hmm. think that you can kind of go one or two ways of this. Like okay. one is just like randomly showing up and be like, "Hey, I like saw this t-shirt, thought of you." and get him like a nice mm-hmm. Black t-shirt. Black tees make the world go round. Yep. So some of my basics, and I again, when Will and I met, we had very, very different styles. Okay. Um, we've kind of like gravitated into, I've probably gravitated more towards his style than he has towards mine, but like I feel like I've made some sort of influence. He used to wear so, karaoke's all the time. I just oh, yeah. those. So here's what I'm going to say. If there are things that you just despise, mm-hmm. make them known. Okay. Like, you don't need to make them feel bad about themselves, but if you're like, we can't be wearing pit-stained V-necks anymore, 
Okay, you got to get rid of those. Not saying we'll ever. We're not doing stains. Yeah. I I disdain basketball shorts unless you are at your house on a weekend. Right. Because Um, there's very easy upgrades that don't break the bank. But I think always either gifting him basics for can can be like a little like less exciting unless it's like a really nice Mm -hmm. pair of jeans or something. So if you can like kind of parse it out and be like, hey, like saw this thought of you and things that I'm talking about here are like some good quality t-shirts that he can wear around. I love, Um, so they're not even expensive. I love target brand stuff. Well, and like for a white mm -hmm. t-shirt, thick cotton, but something that's like decently cheap because once it starts getting mildewy and like not white anymore, you just toss that baby out. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking like more than a Hanes here. You need like thick White, crisp cotton. L.L. Bean has a very good one. Yeah. I have like three of. Honestly, low-key. J. Crew. Yeah, J. Crew's J. Crew a, Factory. J. Crew's a great spot to start. Because you can like score eight shirts for like $20. Not yes. really, but like pretty close. Sweet, right. Um, so some good t-shirts. I think one to two quality button downs. Sure. Always having a white one's nice, but like honestly, if you're going to be going out and like you want him to dress nicer, like getting something with like some sort of print on it, absolutely doesn't have to be super flashy. Again, we want basic shit so that you can like kind of mix and match what's going on here. One hundred percent. A couple of sweaters. Love a good sweater. You, you know, know me. I'm a sucker for a good oatmeal like sweater. Non-spawn, but I know as a sponsor of the podcast, Everlane, mm-hmm. great for basics. Absolutely. Ever, I, I frequent Everlane. And guys, it's going to be Black Friday soon, okay? Take advantage of shit. Uh, I think like one to two sweaters, always a good good call. Talking neutral colors only, people. Camel, navy, black, gray. Earth, earth tones. Yeah. Does it, does it remind you of something uh, in nature? Done. Hunter yeah, green. Exactly. Perfect. Couple pairs of pants. Navy. Yep. Pants a little harder and probably is going to require him coming with you. Because I don't think I ever realized, and this was probably really idiotic of me, but like that men had pants sizing way different than women do. Ooh, what are you guys? Like you just are like, okay, it's either like zero, two, four, six, Oh, yeah, eight, we're, we're or waist width or waist uh, Waist l- length, yeah. right? Or inseam. Or it's like 24, 25, 26, 27, which is your like waist. Got it. But like, there's not rarely unless you find someone that's like a petite or mm-hmm. a long. Most of the time, jeans whatever come in the same length no matter what. So got it. Like I'm on the shorter side, but like not too short. Most jeans fit me. But if you're like super tall or super short, you're having to alter shit or get yep. stuff in a long. Got size. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But like very, very places like kind of just started doing that. Mm-hmm. But like I, the first time I went. Shopping with Will, because I guess I'd never really paid attention for, like, my dad or brother. But Will's like, I need a this, this. And I was like, why are you saying two sizes? What the fuck does that mean? The old 34, 32. Yeah, I was like, boy. What, what is that? And he was like, my waist and my inseam. And I was like, oh. Wow, foreign concept. Like, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, women do not sell pants like that. That's crazy. I would, yeah. yeah. Like I would, I would go in having no idea what. Like, oh, I'm a, tw- I'm a 24. I guess makes sense, but like, I don't know. Or it's size two dress. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, and then dresses like, and and women's sizing like totally varies across the board. Mm-hmm. So what I normally do when I'm buying for women's is like see what size the uh, online. I see what size the model's wearing, and then mm. like, 
go up like two sizes. They've started to do that more. Where yeah, they, they that's feature helpful. the model. Yeah. Um, but back to the, this girl's question. Pants, you probably need him there. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, yeah. I mean, unless you just have like a, a you're very true to size, like 34, 32, like I am. Yeah. I can put on anything 34, 32 and it's going to look fine. Yeah. It might not be perfect, but it's like, that's your wheelhouse. So pants, but you need chinos and denim. Chinos and denim is what I was going to say. Super easy. And then because it's winter, you don't have to deal with this now, but like if you're going to move into the shorts mm-hmm. situation, just like a nice pair of shorts. I love Lulu shorts. So does Will. Lulu shorts, they're casual enough. Like if he's if he wants to make the transition from like basketball shorts into something nicer, that but that's still casual, Lulu shorts are unbelievable. Public rec. Um, well, that was like going to be Bird my next Dodge. thing. Like it... all of our sponsors are legitimately like we buy from them without them sending us product because well, they're that good. And if you want, if he's like, he can also still wear like athletic wear around just don't wear basketball shorts and there's so many companies now that like make athleisure yes or even like athletic clothes like many of our sponsors Mm -hmm. that like you can get actual good looking you know drawstring shorts that don't look totally like your tj ford in like 2001 wow shouts to the tj ford poll thanks that's honestly wow low-key my favorite photo is like him (laughs) with like Ankle length, yeah, yeah, basketball shorts. Love it, man. I didn't think TJ Ford, I would not have put him on my, on my bingo card for this podcast. Really, but here we are. I yeah. mean, Brett, you're forgetting how big of a Texas fan I, I know, am. I know. Yeah, um, you know what I'm, what I'm gonna say? Take to Saturday, start with a little breakfast, get some breakfast tacos in you, then go Target, Lulu, and J. Crew. J. Crew. Jaker's basic, because you you don't. That's a great go, starter kit. You don't want to go too aggressive. Totally, okay? you don't need you to. Do, you don't need to go steps. to Nordy's yet. We're not doing Barrett fits here. Yeah. Okay. He wants to be simple. Get him a bomber jacket. Yeah. Get him. Start That's with simple like a, shit. Yeah. And then you can work your way up to like some little accent pieces, or even like custom tailoring. But you know, you, you know, fall is layer season. I'm psyched for it. Right, but you don't need to be you don't need to be layering just yet. If you're if you're not familiar with layering, it's a it's a an earned. But I also think trait. like if he he may not he may be too embarrassed to like come ask her legitimately like please help me. But yeah. if he like wants some elevated style, like you taking and being like, hey, let's go shopping. I sure. Really, J Crew has men's and women's, but I'm gonna go look for something in here, and then you just happen to casually walk over to the men's, and be like, I love this shirt. Yeah. I'm gonna get it for you. Boom. I, was Boom. He, Pretty yeah, woman. Callback. You work on commission. You remember me from yesterday? You work on commission, right? Big mistake. Huge. Randy, I do think you, you nailed. I think you nailed about? that. I think you nailed that. I don't think Brett's ever seen the movie. I'm just. I, gonna... I don't recall that line. No. You okay? It's like the most iconic. You haven't seen the movie. No, I don't. Maybe I haven't. Then you definitely haven't. I'm gonna make Caroline make you watch it. Um, I've definitely, no, I've definitely, I've definitely seen this. No, I haven't. No, you haven't. No, I haven't. I'm okay. thinking of, I'm thinking of dumb different. <laughs> Go to, get, get a couple, uh, solid color t-shirts, pocket tees, if you want. They can, pocket tees can be, can be f- more casual than, or more, more formal than like a casual, just regular t-shirt, in my opinion. But I like your idea with the thick t-shirt. Oh, I actually disagree. I feel like a pocket tee is like, but not like casual. a, not like a. Uh, it doesn't have like 
Margaritaville on the back pocket tee. Like okay, a well, solid color pocket tee. I'm talking about plain, tea. any plain t-shirt. But well, I you were going to say plain white tees and you didn't want to go the, no, the no, band, no. The band I, no, route. No. I'm just saying like, I'm not talking about a logo tee. I'm just saying like, I think a pocket. <laughs> Randy's wearing a Margaritaville hat right now. <laughs> I forgot about that. Sorry, Randy. Well, I'm saying like, don't wear a pocket to like a, a dinner. Correct. Well, I've done it before. I've done a pocket launch sleeve, which I love. Solid color pocket. Also, again, sleeve. depends on where you're going, but it's true. That's very true. Nothing with logos. Yeah, keep the logos out. That's I logos mean, like, out. You can have like a like a brand logo, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't get a SMU twenty twelve twenty twelve. Yeah, go pony. Don't need shirt. that. The only logos, in my opinion, that are acceptable is if you like go college polo, striped, well, striped I, college polo. Oh, go to Roback, too. That's a great basic spot. Yeah, that's a good one, too. No, I was going to say, like, if whatever the logo of the company is, but if you're, like, college logos, in my opinion, are only acceptable on game day. Agreed. I know people disagree the golf with me that, on that because my dad literally wears Longhorn <laughs> item clothing every day. Okay. Or if you, like, go to a dope resort or golf course, you're allowed to wear a logo. Deal. Small logo. Friends. But a logo. Okay. I mean, and don't be like the douchebag who's like wearing Masters stuff all the time. People are like, okay, he didn't even go to the Masters. Don't wear Masters to the Masters either. Yeah. That's uh, a little secret. I think we covered this guy. Okay. Get a bomber. Bombers are in right now. I a like, I, I can't well. wait. Or, you, well, you can go Cardi Gain too. Get a Cardi. Let's do the next one, Sally. Hey, Brett and Sal. I got a, excuse me, woof. I got out of a relationship a few months ago and I'm slowly getting back out there. But I'm realizing that so many people want my Instagram to check me out and all that jazz. This is a problem because a few months ago I deleted my Instagram account because I just felt I was spending too much time on it and I just didn't want it anymore. So is not really having a social media presence in this day and age a deal breaker? Do I need to remake one just so people can look me up? Thanks, guys. I think it's yes. I think okay. I think this day this day and age, this day in dating. Like the hinge profile itself just just doesn't cut it anymore. I get where you're coming from, and I mostly agree. Okay, here's where I disagree. I actually feel like in 2021 we're having a lot of more awareness of the effects of social media, mm. and so it's I think it's going to become more popular for people to delete social media. Okay, there's that being said, that's coming from like a a 32 year old. I think this is more common for probably people over 30. Interesting. Slash acceptable. Because I think when you're 30, you're like, you know what? I deleted Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm being a responsible adult. When you're 22, people are probably like, what's wrong with her? Yeah. Why does she have like ADWIs? What's going on? Like, Eight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Is she catfishing me? You know, right. That's the most important. That, or that, not the most important. That's the thing I think of the most. It's like, if I only have one picture of you to go on, like your your hinge profile is only one picture. Right. That's a red flag. I do think it does make it harder for people. Yeah. Because it, especially like if your friends are trying to set you up, and mm-hmm. they're like the the guys like, oh, like let me see her, and they're like, here's this picture of us from 2011. You're like. Does she not have an Instagram? And I do have friends who don't have Instagrams. Okay. Or Twitter, like any social media. There's very few of them, mm-hmm. but they don't. Um, but none of them are trying to date. 
is the big difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think your Instagram page is basically your business card. That's a Gary V reference. Wow. 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 Um, so here's what I'll say. If you don't care about trying to put yourself out there and you're trying to hook, line, sink, or someone who doesn't give a shit about social media and will never have an Instagram, then I guess that's your play. But if you're trying to get out there and date and you're having a hard time, it's probably because you don't have one. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the one to agree and be like, yeah, if you don't have one, that's that's your problem. But like, you, I think you kind of need one in the dating game if you're, and, if you're 20, mid-20s. And I think... Or some form of media. I have like deleted Instagram and Twitter from my phone mm-hmm. so many times. Like... Not so many times, but like I did it a lot when I was in grad school because it was a distraction. And yeah, a that's couple a, times in right. life where you're like, I like this is either like I'm spending way too much time here, or mm-hmm. my mental health is not in a good place because I'm like comparing myself to other people. So like even deleting it off of my phone, but or even deactivating like everything for a little bit just gotcha. to give myself a break. And I think that's normal. yeah, that's that's totally normal. Totally. Fine. Um, I think if you. If you're not, like, morally opposed to it, like, if you're not, like, so out... Because I feel like the people that I know who don't have social media profiles are so, like, against it. They're just like, I'm Mm -hmm. not... I mean, look at what Facebook's been doing lately, like... Yeah, Facebook. Whoopsie. Yeah. So, I think you create one... You don't yeah. have to like post it all the time. No, and just, then honestly, just build kind of like a little a little backlog. It'll probably just reactivate. Yeah. Because I've deleted my Facebook probably five times yeah and if i go to log in like so-and-so's you know friend died and they're raising money or something like that i you have to go through facebook Mm -hmm. but whenever i jump back in after deactivating it or deleting it it's It's just like it's just all right there yeah Yeah. so whatever you had on instagram will probably just pop right back yeah but i think i think you activate it you don't have to be on it all the time or you can set limits on how much limits on your phone i think I think it's probably a good idea to have one. And the, and then the I was like, when I first read this question, I was like, no, you don't need power one. to the people, not right. the haters. Got it. And Mark Zuckerberg, but now I'm like, eh, I get it. Because get like, it. what if she wants to show you to her friends? What if you guys go on a date and she's like, yeah. I love this guy, and her friends like, let me see him, and it's like, well, here's his hinge three photos. Yeah. It's like, no. Oh, does he have an Instagram? It's no. Like that's always a conversation, right? I don't know if it's necessarily a red flag. I think it just no. Uh, it's it's just a. It makes things a little more difficult. I don't think I would ever call it a red flag, but no. but it can certainly be a plus. Well, right. Or okay, a, like, like a, what's what am I like, like an, a, an assistant or a buddy? Exactly. Or, or like, because if if somebody's on a dating app and they're like in three conversations with three different people and they know what two of them look like and are kind of into mm-hmm. based on their Instagram profile versus like what you say on your hinge. But like, how do we actually know it? True. How also, you're into family. Instagram story responses are still what I consider the best way to slide in. Exactly. To DMs. Instagram story responses. Super casual. Are super casual, but like enough of a, hey, how are you to... Get a conversation. Yeah, honestly, replying to someone's stories is way less creepy than just like an outright DM or like. Mm-hmm. like I think it's it's less it's it's the most 
non-creepy way to well, because the reach person, out to somebody? It's because the person posting the story put it out there for everyone to see in the first right. place. You're inviting a reaction. You're not just like commenting on yeah. someone's... You know, like, for some reason, I feel like I'm going to... Compare this to Snapchat, and Snapchat just seems creepier. Yeah, you're not like snapping because you're not you're you're not the inviting a reaction. You're just right. forcing a reaction upon somebody. Same with the DM. Yeah, that's why Instagram stories are are so effective. Sounds like yeah. a weird word, but you know what I'm saying. Like because they're inviting a reaction, and you're giving them one, and, and then it's up to them to, to continue the conversation or not. Yeah, or just hit you with a double tap like Randy, like the heart, like. Yeah, I appreciate that comment. Yeah, appreciate that. Comment. I don't respond to people's DMs like when I post something. If it's like cute, I'm like, yeah, I knew fuck is, I knew it was cute. <laughs> it's fucking cute. Why do you think I post a picture of my baby? Yeah. Cute, cute. I'll Can confirm. Cute. cute kids at the pumpkin patch. But I, I do appreciate that people comment. Of course. About it. Of course. Or you know, send a send a reaction. Yeah. Like fire emoji reaction. Yeah. I get appreciate it, them. Instagram, I'm just bad man. about re- like replying to them. Me too. Uh, if you have DM'd me, I'm sorry if I haven't DM'd you back. I'll put it there. Put that out there right now. That'll I didn't do even itself. know how to like. I didn't even know how to check mm-hmm. the extra DMs for like so long. Oh, like the all requests? Yeah, I didn't know. Did you Did you find any vaccine friends in there? Oh no, no. no. I mean, I figured it out okay. pre the vaccine part. Got it. Uh, my eh, they weren't like a total nightmare. Okay. Some good, some bad. I'm always down to debate. That'll do it for questions, though. Okay. Now, I have a shower thought. Oh, we didn't have these last week. We did, Well, because we, we went so long because yeah. of our, our yeah. seller advice. I got an Instagram ad for a ghost kitchen pop-up restaurant the other day. Mm-hmm. You know what a ghost kitchen is? Mm-mm. It's where a, a, a fake brand or a fake restaurant, not even, it's not fake, it's just ghost. They rent out a part or a, a whole restaurant's kitchen for a mm-hmm. time period, make stuff, and only you can only order through like DoorDash or Uber Eats. And so it's like, come to my, come to Kevin Durant's steakhouse. Okay. But you can't actually go to it. You just order takeout from it or like Sally's Tacos. So you know it's like a food truck right on now? steroids. I think it's Momo Fuku is doing that in Austin. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think David Chang's doing it. I think that might even be the one that I saw or was like, you know, pushed to me. So it's not a pop-up though? or it's. I think like it can pop-up. be considered a pop-up, okay. but you can't go to it. Right. It's just a ghost kitchen. I okay. think they're very popular in New York right now. Okay. Because you obviously don't have like a dining room and you just push pizza to people or whatever it is. Right. I just like, I, I don't know if I love or hate the idea of ghost kitchens. They all have like beautiful Instagram pages and. Look at these dishes. Right, but you can't. But go. you get them in a plastic bowl. I guess it makes sense in the time of COVID, but now, like, I want to, I mm-hmm. want to be out. Yeah, experiencing it. Don't come at me with your ghost kitchen. Like, I think it can be acceptable in some places, but or I for don't. Cheap I, food. Right, but I'm like, I don't. I get what you're saying. Like, you don't want to pay like an ass ton of money to no. for a. For it to come in a plastic I'm not going to eat your cedar plank salmon from your ghost kitchen, sir or madam. I'm going to go eat that and enjoy it. I'm not going to take that home. Get out of here with the ghost kitchen, Sally. I'm, I'm officially out on G- out. GKs. Get out of here. I don't want a ghost kitchen. Maybe maybe like chicken tenders will do in a ghost kitchen. Okay. Okay. You know what my shower thought is? Hit me. 
I mean, most of my shower thoughts, we've already talked about this, are about maps. <laughs> it's like so nerdy. <laughs> but recently, my love for just like randomly looking around maps is randomly looking at radar reports of weather that I have. Fuck yeah, Sally. That don't affect me in the slightest. Welcome to, uh, you know what I do? I always look to see if it's snowing anywhere. Because yeah. I'm like horny for snow. No, sometimes I just go over to Asia and see what their weather patterns are like. like I do. Is it raining there? I do. it. How hot is it in Dubai all the time? I love that. Oh, my God. That's so fun. Why are so we fun. weirdos? Like, I feel like the fact that I like love to look at maps is already like pretty weird. And then no. like just like looking at weather that straight up does not affect me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. I think it's like that probably started with like me loving to like track hurricanes. Ooh. You know, so when it, like Hurricane Sally rolls around, you were like, let's, "Well, Hurricane let's Sally low key did not make an impact or that big of an impact because it was in the middle of last year's hurricane season, which was crazy." Mm-hmm. You said that like you wanted it to. No, well, okay, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, I, don't I remember the names of last year's bad hurricanes, but like there were like five really bad ones that hit the Gulf Coast, and mm-hmm. Sally hit, but like didn't wasn't as explosive. And honestly, that was probably for the best. Yes, cor- very much so. Because you don't want to be. I you don't want to be an Ike. No. You don't want to be a Harvey. No. Or Andrew, Katrina. Katrina, Wilma. Yeah, those are bad ones. Did you know that when in Hurricane something like that hits, the name actually spikes in popularity? Really? Yeah. Like for babies. I don't know that. I think that's kind of like masochistic. I don't know what the word is, but that's weird. Well it's weird. And right? people are just like saying it more often. Yeah, so. it's more it's in pop culture more. So then you can make sense. Like, there's a bunch of people being like, well, we named her Katrina, but like, I don't want people to think it's after the hurricane, but I thought about it during the hurricane. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, no, I'm a weather person too. I was, I, I looked in like to see if it's snowing in Lake Placid all the time. I looked to see uh, if there's like a severe, like a tornado warning in Illinois. I'll go like watch their live stream. Okay. That's like taking it a little far. I think. Me and Dave do the same thing. We love weather. I do love weather though. and maps. Did you know that there's three distinct weather patterns that crisscross the United States, and that's why we have like Tornado Valley and stuff like that? Three distinct weather patterns. Is it is it like the jet stream? Is that what you mean? It's like no. It has something to do with like <laughs> weather systems, Got and it. actually, it might be two versus three. But like two of mm. them legitimately like crash in the middle of the Midwest, mm-hmm. and that's why. Tornado Alley exists. Yeah, it's because it's it's like hurricanes go from uh, east to west because mm-hmm. of the winds, and then those winds, somewhere depending on the jet stream, switch and yeah. go from west to east. So when you get some of those in like Colorado coming but down, you and, get like a nor'easter. Nor'easters are just tropical cyclones that. Make their way up the coast at a time that's not Tell like a hurricane. Tell me what you know about a bomb cyclone. Oh, bomb cyclones are dope. I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna fade out us talking about the weather, and that'll be the end of the episode. Should you not? Everybody's just like, I it's hate like this. It's causing mass flooding and like destruction. The bomb cyclone, yeah. the tropical river that's happening in California. Correct. Well, now it's yeah. making its way across the Midwest. It literally not hit good. us today. That's not why good. it was raining. It was I was crazy last if, night. If you looked at the radar, it literally was just like a line up the entire yeah. country. Oh yeah. Literally in line with the Mississippi. Uh oh, that's not that's not good for flooding. you guys. We talked. I think we hit every natural disaster on this podcast. Thank you. I think we did too. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, for between us. that and the Ring of Fire. So, man, look at us. I know. <laughs> if you, if you like what you heard today, <laughs> like 
uh, all about fun stuff like bomb cyclones. Subscribe, rate, five stars, review, and tell a friend about the mail-in podcast. Hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio. Sally, where can the folks find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. Boom. Randy, thank you. Sally, thank you. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.